You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, fan people. It's your host, Aaron Roverman, reminding you that this episode of Speech Bubble on Never Sleeps Network at NeverSleepsNetwork.com is sponsored by Harry Tarantula. And the thing I love about comics are the crossovers, you know, those intercompany crossovers, DC versus Marvel, Batman versus Spider-Man, Spawn versus Daredevil. I mean, really the sky's the limit. But I miss them. They don't happen so much anymore. But on the retail side, Harry Tarantula has a crossover on its own. You can go there for your comics fix and your cryptocurrency because they now sell Bitcoin. So you can get Batman and Bitcoin. It's pretty great. Especially when people like uh, City Councilor Norm Kelly are talking about maybe paying your taxes in Toronto, your parking tickets, those sorts of things with Bitcoin. Now, if you don't know what Bitcoin is, it's a decentralized currency. Leon can tell you all about it. As he says, the least interesting thing about Bitcoin is the price. So go over there, get your comics, get your cryptocurrency, get your Batman, get your Bitcoin, and tell Leon that Aaron sent you. Listening to Speech Bubble, the podcast that goes one-on-one with Toronto's comic book luminaries, with your host, Aaron Broverman. Hey, fanboys and fangirls. Welcome to another episode of Speech Bubble. I am your host, Aaron Broverman. Find us on Never Sleeps Network at NeverSleepsNetwork.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at SpeechBubblePod. And thank you also to our sponsors, the Canadian Independent Comic Book Wiki, Harry Tarantula. And speaking of the Canadian Independent Comic Book Wiki, we have its founder and main contributor, Brendan Montgomery, here with us. He He is also the former founding president of the Queen's University Comic Book Legion. It's a club at Queen's University where they talk about comics, but they wanted an activity to do together, so they made their own graphic novel, Kickstarter-backed and everything, called Gale Force. So we'll definitely be talking to him about that as well, but mainly... I want to know how a dude who's into comics wanted to start meticulously cataloging Canadian independent comic creators, characters, everything to do with Canadiana in comics. Welcome, Brendan. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to have you. You People might be familiar with some of the ads that we've run on our previous episodes, our D.A. Bishop episode and uh, other episodes that we've done um, for your uh, wiki. And they might be wondering, like, what is this Canadian independent comic book wiki? You know, so it's good to have you in so you can give some context to the sorts of things that you do. Um, But before we get into that, I just want to get a sense of where your comic book fandom started. Where did you grow up? How did you first get exposed to comics and superheroes and geekdom? All right. uh, So I'm from Timmins, Ontario, which is uh, very northern Ontario. Up there, we didn't necessarily have our own dedicated comic book shops, but we had secondhand stores which had comics. So my first exposure was in the 90s to Aquaman and Green Lantern comics. So these were all secondhand ones that were a couple dollars each or whatever. 
So that's really what got me started. And then when the Justice League cartoon came out on YTV, that was my big deal too. Uh, so I would meticulously try to watch every single episode as I could. And this is um, like the Bruce Tim, Yeah, the Bruce Tim Justice League, yeah. yeah. So it was amazing, and it's still one of my favorite cartoons to this day. That's awesome. So how do you go from that to wanting to catalog independent comics? Well, it started once I went to Queen's University and started the club. Uh, then I was also going to nearby conventions in Toronto and Montreal and uh, Kingston itself. So after visiting all these comic book conventions and actually meeting with creators and learning more about them, I started reading their books, picking up what I could, and then I got curious of what else was out there. Uh, so I tried Googling a whole bunch of different things and found that there wasn't really one resource where you can find information on Canadian comic books. So I decided that I would collect all of whatever I found on my own into this wiki so that other people could find more about them as well. Nice. So when you were collecting comics in the mainstream, what kinds of things did you collect? My favorite character is Green Lantern, so okay. I started collecting that, uh, and then as well some Aquaman and Flash. But yeah, I've been pretty much a DC guy. Um, Why are you a DC guy? I found them more amazing, I guess, or like, but also the cartoon really kind of influenced that a lot, probably. And then yeah, so I just kind of connected with their uh, morals and their uh, godlike powers and everything. Um, it was just very cool i guess that's awesome yeah so let's talk about your uh, queen's university comic book legion club tell me the genesis of its founding how did it start why did it start and what motivated you to do it mm -hmm. so queen's university is a very close-knit university because it's a more isolated campus than some other more bigger metropolitan universities so on campus, there's lots of different community activities and things to do. When I was there, there was over 200 clubs. So I was like, oh, I'll definitely find something comic book related or geek related to get into. And then I found out that there wasn't one. So then someone had to start it. So then I decided to go ahead and do that. So what kinds of things did you talk about? So what we started off doing was we mainly were just talking about books that came out recently, what we liked, uh, recommending things to each other to read. Uh, a lot of any movies or TV shows that were happening at the time, what like the big, like just basically talking about the news on the big comic book websites and stuff, those sorts of topics. And then we would also have themes per each meeting so we could talk about maybe your favorite crossover books or your favorite uh, indie books or your favorite Marvel books. Uh, so just kind of have themes where we could just guide our discussion as well. Where was it held? So we just have meeting rooms on campus for clubs. So we just, uh, once we were set up, we were able to just get our own little meeting room and meet at the same place every week. How many members? What kind of interest did you have? It started off around only like five or six people and then we grew to around 10 or so. Um, but still, yeah, not hugely popular, but uh, very close knit and good friends. Did you promote it? Like, did you have to make posters for it or what? Like, how did people find out about it? Yeah. So to start the club, uh, I definitely did a lot of posters and a lot of Facebook posting and stuff. And people sort of shared it around a bit as well. Um, so there's lots of different Facebook groups for st university students to discuss with each other. Uh, and then once we were, uh, once I officially started and had our first founding members, uh, then we were able to be listed on our student government's website, which has a listing of all the clubs and that helped as well. That's awesome. Did you accomplish your goal? Like, what were your goals in starting the club? Uh, it was mainly just to make friends. So I definitely did that. Uh, so that was definitely a success. Um, and then 
once we turned our focus towards creating our own comics, uh, we were able to do that as well, which was definitely an accomplishment. That's awesome. So yeah, you transitioned from being a discussion group to a group that created a comic. Why did that happen? How did that happen? And how did the idea for the comic happen? So uh, we were finding that, yeah, it, it was great to talk about stuff, but then we were also just sitting around, not really doing a lot. So then I came up with the idea just based off of uh, learning about creating comics from conventions. So all the different panels and stuff, like uh, there was a great one by Ty Templeton. Uh, then I've just talked to creators and stuff on the show floor. Uh, so once I was sort of learned about it a bit more and knew what was involved, uh, I definitely thought that we could do it ourselves. Between the group, we could combine our skills and make it happen. What is it about comics that speaks to you? What attracts you to the medium? I really like how it's uh, uniquely artistic, but also narrative. So you can get very good stories, obviously, but then also uh, the visuals just really make the impact a bit better. It's like you, it's like you're getting two things for once, right? You're like buying art, but you're also buying a story. That's awesome. Did you ever have aspirations to be an artist or do something like that professionally? No, um, I actually went to school for electrical engineering, which is what I'm doing now. Um, cool. So this has always been just a hobby, um, which is another cool thing too, thanks to modern technology with tablets and computers uh, and with the lowering, lowering cost of printing. Uh, it's actually very easy for anyone, even if you're not a professional, to just make your own comics. Right. So how did as you a hobby. organize the making of the comic uh, Gale Force? Tell me about Gale Force. So the, well, let me explain the idea first. So yeah. the premise of the story is there's a group of su student superheroes at our university. So the whole comic is set in Queens University in Kingston. And then so we have this group of superheroes and they all come from different faculties and backgrounds to try to represent the whole student body. Uh, we first were trying to make just one superhero and then we found that it was very hard to be representative of the diversity on campus and the different people. So we decided that it would be better to make a team book, which had a diverse cast. Then we just sort of each threw out ideas for different characters and sort of took a few ideas from everyone, came up with the team. And then uh, the main plot is that it's pretty standard, just uh, <laughs> mad scientist villain terrorizing campus. Uh, so we, we weren't trying to do anything too out there with the plot, um, just sort of a basic superhero story set in our university. Did you do it by committee? Like, how did you divide up the roles? So we came up with the ideas much like, I guess you would say, like a writer's room sort of thing where everyone throws out ideas uh, and we go back and forth with discussion and put it all down on paper. And then once we have that, then we had a few writers write drafts and then we would compare the drafts and see if we can take elements from each of them and combine it into the, a better story. So then once we had our draft, then our artists took a few pages each and drew them. And then we scanned in the art and I colored it digitally. That's awesome. That, that's really cool. Um, who, who did the art? Did you have a selection of artists from the club or? Yeah. So they were all students in our club who were the artists. Uh, and then uh, most issues. So we did three issues and we had about uh, three or four artists on each issue. Um, so it was just, yeah, as many pages as they could do. So some did a few more if they had a bit more time or uh, depending on what other club commitments they had and stuff. So the art style does vary a bit in the book, but it's all uh, inked and colored by me, which brings it a little bit of uh, cohesion. That's awesome. That's really cool. 
You also funded it through Kickstarter. Was it always the goal to have it actually be published? How did you go about publishing it? And what was that experience like? Yeah, so we plotted it out as three single issues, uh, which was also a little ambitious too, because it was our first project. But uh, so we had our three issues. And then uh, once the first one was done, we found a local printer who would print it uh, at a reasonable rate. And then we uh, mainly took pre-orders for that. And then we also got a grant from the student government to print the first one. Uh, so then once we had the first one printed, then we just used the funds from that one to fund the next one and so on. So it was popular uh, enough that you actually made a profit? Roughly. And then we also sold a few advertisements as well from local businesses in the single issues, which helped a lot as well. Good plan. And then when it came down to do this collected edition, then we did it through Kickstarter. Uh, and that was after all the art was done and everything. Uh, so that way we could make this book, which was a bit more expensive. So it was a little more easy to do with Kickstarter. And we didn't have to put ads in it if we did it through Kickstarter as well. That's awesome. Like, that's mm-hmm. really good. You have good business sense. So once you sort of did this, how was the book received? Like the Kickstarter part enters into it at some point. Was that to make the collected edition? Yeah. So that was the collected edition. Uh, so the first edition, were, we sold out uh, within uh, maybe a full school year. Um, so we had taken pre-orders for it as well. So we sold a... We only printed 100 as well, so it wasn't a huge number. Uh, So I think we sold about 50 with pre-orders, and then the remaining 50 we sold at conventions or just on campus at different events. That's awesome. Uh, And then the second one, we also printed another 100, uh, but I think there's still a few of those left at the club. Uh, And then the third one, we didn't print as many, uh, so only 50 on that one, I think. Just because were you running out of money or...? Yeah, part of it was money, but part of it also was uh, the second one didn't sell as well as the first one. So, um, just to not be left with too many extras. And then I was planning on collecting it in the full edition anyway. So, then people may not want the third one necessarily if they didn't pick up the earlier ones. They would just want the collected edition maybe. So With Kickstarter, did you... Uh, get a lot of outside attention outside the university. What was sort of the feedback from that? Obviously, it now opens it to the public. Was that a different experience for you? Mm-hmm. So I tried reaching out to alumni and stuff. So I think we definitely had a few alumni orders uh, in that as well. And then mainly they were um, people in the club and friends of the people in the club uh, or other just fans of independent comic books in Canada. We have a great community there. So I posted on a few Facebook groups there and stuff and got some orders from there. So being involved in your own Canadian independent comic, is that what inspired you to start the Canadian independent comics wiki? And like, why, why a wiki? Like you could be making other comics. Why, why do you want to uh, catalog this sort of thing this way? Um, so the, Again, through making through the whole process of making and promoting the book, um, I did find that there wasn't one central place to have your book listed or have like uh, just see what's out there and what's new and stuff. So I definitely uh, felt like the community could really use one central website where we can just keep a list of everything and so that everyone knows what's out there. Um, also, when we were like creating our characters and stuff, I mean, our book was very specific, but if we were doing more general Canadian heroes, uh, there wasn't one place where we could check to make sure like names weren't taken already or we wouldn't want to copy people's ideas and stuff. Um, so just through the process of creating it as well, I definitely would have liked to have this resource. So I thought 
uh, someone should get the ball rolling and start it. But then because it's a wiki, anyone can add content to it. So then hopefully eventually it'll be more self-sustaining where people just add whatever they made and stuff. Nice. Uh, what kind of entries are, are on there? Give people a chance to for a little sneak preview if they want to visit. Yeah, so right now we have 330 pages and I'm hoping to just, yeah, so, and this is, I started in January as well, I should mention. So in our first year, we we're at 330 pages so far. So that's January of 2017? Yeah. And then, so the entries on the wiki right now are just the books themselves. Uh, so we have everything from North, uh, Orc of the Great White North, all kinds of different independent Canadian comic books. Uh, and then we also... Captain Canuck, Chapter House, those sorts of things? Uh, Chapter House is pretty well documented, so I didn't necessarily spend the time to make all those entries, especially since there's a really good Captain Canuck website already, okay. which I would have just copied and pasted from anyway. So what I did was I linked to that as for the Captain Canuck entry because all the information was already there. Uh, so I, I haven't... Well, I did the Pitiful Human Lizard because he started off as independent as well, too. But then, yeah, mainly they're more well-known anyway. So I was trying to focus on the more independent books first. Like the Big Nickel. Yeah. And stuff like that. Uh, Big Nickel. Uh, there's a new one called The Group of Seven. Uh, so all kinds of different things. And then, so these are individual books, but also collected editions as well. Whether they're just a graphic novel or a trade paperback collecting different issues. And then... In the future, I will hopefully add uh, profiles on different creators so you can learn more about them as well. Uh, but that would probably be more f of if they want to do that themselves. I don't think I'm necessarily going to just throw that up there unless they put them up themselves. But I mean, a lot of these comics, they're not sold in comic stores. And, uh, you know, they are sporadically, but it's hard to find some of them. So how do you uh, research it? And uh, do you have to, like, go to shows or...? So, my main sources were just whatever I could find online as well as what I've seen in shows. Okay. Um, so, the creators that I've met at mainly Toronto shows were my starting point. So, you'll definitely notice there's a lot more uh, Toronto-based creators on there because that was what I'm more familiar with. Uh, but then also shows like TCAF and stuff, I met a few from all over Canada as well. And then a lot has also just been what I've seen online. So, whether people are trying to share on Facebook and stuff, other people's books and stuff so a lot of it has been like secondhand as well so by being friends with a few creators they'll share other creators stuff and then i can find out about it uh, and add it to the wiki is there any criteria for being a contributor and having your entry stay up on on the site uh so the uh, anyone can make a free account and add information if they want it doesn't have to be your own books if you're just another fan like me and you want to uh, help catalog some information on some stuff that you have in your collection. That's awesome. Or if you're a creator yourself, you can add up your own books. Uh, so it's a free account. Uh, it's run by Fandom, which is the new name for Wikia. Uh, so it's a free free website. And then all you have to do is make a free account and add your book. The main criteria is that the book has to be made by Canadians and it has to be uh, mostly self-published. Uh, so whether you have... Some, some people have made their own little... Um, publishing brands even though it's still just them publishing it themselves which is fine uh but the wiki is not necessarily for uh, larger publishers like drawn and quarterly or koyama press those types of ones while they may not be mainstream they're still large enough that they're fairly well documented um so my goal has been to always to try to focus on books that are not necessarily public like not published by a publisher so they would have less information they might not even have isbns or anything like that so there may be no record of them 
say in the Canadian library as well. So you're like the indie of indie. Like even if Koyama is independent and Drawn Quarterly are independent, you're going like further than that. You you're going like the the really unknown creator owned uh, self published stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Because I want to um, again, some of this stuff is very maybe temporary or maybe hard to like you said hard to find um so yeah just to so people know what's out there and you're supporting the creators right like you're giving a platform where no one else exists creators like chester brown and seth they already have one but for others i mean the canadian Independent comic book wiki might be the only way that people hear about them right yeah exactly a lot of uh the books as well are like so if you don't win an award let's say um so there are a few awards uh, the doug wright awards or the joe shuster awards so i've found books from there as well that i hadn't heard about so i put those on the wiki but if you're yeah if you're outside of that say you didn't uh weren't nominated for one of those awards then it can be pretty hard for people to find you which is the point of the wiki right exactly like the even like the gene day awards and stuff but that's really good i mean it's it's very noble um what are your hopes for the wiki in general um, are you planning to expand it past comics at all to like the general Canadian comics community? Like I know that there, there are a lot of podcasts out there that not just mine, but a lot of other ones. And you know, there are a lot of shops that are Canadian. Are you, are you planning on maybe expanding it past comics one day? Yeah, I think, um, again, we, I still want to try to get a bit more coverage of the comics themselves first. And I don't. I didn't want to add like the larger publishers and stuff because they would drown out the smaller books as well. So uh, for now, we're staying focused on the comics, trying to find more from around the country. Um, since I've done a pretty good job with what's available in Ontario, uh, I'm going to try and get more from other provinces as well. But you got to travel, right? Or they got to come here? Well, I'm going to try and just reach out online as much as I possibly can because this is all internet based. I don't necessarily have to meet them in person for them to list on the wiki or anything like right, that. Yeah. But it is more of just figuring out who they who's who's out there. And then maybe once we have a bit better coverage of the comics themselves, then we could maybe add stores or well stores are a little problematic too because they'll just close up anyway. So um eventually they could like then if if a store closes, what do I do? Do I remove it or do I leave it there um well i think they just make it historical like if somebody dies on wikipedia they say was instead of is yeah so we would probably just have to note that too so yeah so i think stores might be one area for expansion for sure and like you said podcasts maybe but again i i still i need to have a large amount of comics themselves so that these other things don't necessarily detract from the main focus absolutely and they have to like link to each other and Mm -hmm. stuff like that for sure um what kind of feedback do you get from creators who you've uh, put on the site, even those that you haven't but are considering, um, does it, has anyone noticed that you're doing this? And what kind of reaction do you get? Uh, for the most part, like whenever I mention it at conventions, everyone's very on board. They love the idea. And then uh, a few people have added their own books, which is great. That's really what I want to encourage is that uh, creators add their own books. So then they get the message out the way they want it put out um and they get and they generally just have more information that they don't put publicly that they might want to list as well um so all the information i've been getting has been mostly whatever they put on uh online on their social media or their store pages or their own websites so it, I, I could miss details so definitely if they put it up themselves they can make sure that all the information is accurate really 
how do you see yourself? I mean, to me, you're a bit of a chronicler of history. Like there's, there's a little bit of a bigger picture past the developing, like just a resource. Like you are, you're chronicling independent comics in Canada as they happen. So, I mean, it could be a historical document one day. Yeah, exactly. So part of, um, that actually brings up a good point. So because a lot of these books are very small, very independent, um, not widely distributed, the, once the books go out of print or if the small little publisher closes up, uh, then their websites could be taken down or uh, their social medias could be closed. So then, yeah, finding information in the future would definitely be a problem, which is why we definitely want the wiki to be a place where we can conserve this information of what exists. So say someone comes across uh, a book in someone's collection five years down the road and the book's not really online, like they Google it and they can't find anything online, then they would have no idea what the book is necessarily. So then having this resource, then in the future, people could hopefully find out who made it, when it was made, um, how many were printed. So even eventually, uh, if anyone is concerned about collecting value of books, um, if I can catalog how many were printed, that can also help inform rarity and stuff like that. Why should people care about Canadian comics and why, why do you care? Why is it important to catalog Canadian comics? Well, because we don't necessarily have as many as Americans, um, we, it's definitely uh, important for us to know what we have so we can better appreciate it, better support our creators. And then uh, way back when during the, uh, I forget what year it is, when the original Canadian comics were published. Like in the 40s. In the 40s, yeah, in the 40s. They weren't necessarily well cataloged and documented. Um, so then a lot of work has been, had to have been done to go back and try to catalog everything and know what's been out there um so this way by hoping by doing stuff I, I still will have to catalog some older stuff as well but also by cataloging what's coming out right now uh while we have the information available it'll be much easier for people to know what we have right and also like independent comics do have different ends like i know in in bc and other um provinces there's a lot of uh, political independent comics that have are dead and gone or they came up for a while and then they stopped and that sort of thing. So like how far back are you willing to go and how committed are you to uh, cataloging this medium? Yeah. So I'm not sure how much historical stuff I'm going to be able to find. Um, but maybe once we have more of the modern stuff covered fully, then we can maybe f I could focus on that as well. But for now, I'm definitely focusing on more of this current resurgence that we have right now where in the past five years or so, a whole bunch of new creators have come on board and made their own books and stuff. Uh, so that's been my main focus for now. But then eventually, historically, would be a good place as well. What do you think of the, the resurgence? Oh, I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think... Um, Every region now essentially has its own superhero, basically, um, as far as I can tell. And then, so it's really great that people can have uh, a hero that represents their community and what they believe in. Uh, and then all these creators are able to just do what they love, uh, even if they're doing other more commercial projects, but then doing their own projects on the side. Uh, that's definitely something that people should support. What, what do you attribute this growth to, this interest in Canadian comics? From what I could tell, I think some of the... Maybe it was 
more around the early 2000s, some of the decline of interest in the big comics, um, the rise of Image Comics and other more independent publishers. In the 90s, yeah. Um, so once these other publishers have come around, then readers have opened their horizons beyond the big two, I believe. And a lot of stores push more independent books as well. Uh, so then once all these other independent books have come out, then Canadians were like, well, now we can make our own as well because there's a bit more of a market for it. Um, and since there's been comic conventions now in pretty much every city, uh, that's been a huge uh, selling point where people can, where creators can sell their books. Right. That's awesome. What do you like about the convention experience? Um, particularly like the smaller conventions, the ones that don't get a lot of play, like, uh, you know, the ones in London and Aurelia and all the small towns in Ontario. Actually, um, a good point with that. So while I was at Queens, uh, as the creator of the comic book club there, we actually started our own convention. Uh, the Kingston Public Library uh, started their own convention. So in conjunction with us and then a few other community groups and local comic book shops, uh, they started their own King Con convention is what it's called. Uh, so that was really great. Uh, so we were able to help them get that going, uh, give them, gave us a good place to sell our books. Um, so definitely a lot of these community shows I really like because uh, whether they're hosted at libraries or whether they're just in other smaller community centers, uh, they're really a great place for you to meet other fans in your town uh, and meet local creators or local businesses, um, some small craft people who you may not have known about. Um, so it's just a good place to uh, learn more about the geek culture in your city is through these smaller shows, whereas the bigger shows are a great place to meet more professional creators. So whether um, they're more independent or whether they actually do work for the big two, Marvel or DC, um, if you're interested in creating comics yourself, that's definitely a great place to get some insider knowledge and tips, uh, go to their panels where they discuss writing or drawing or everything. That's awesome. Um, do you want to make comics again in the future or are you happy just to focus on the wiki? Uh, so yeah, so this year I was more focused on the wiki, but I think, uh, in 2018, one of my goals will be to work more on my own webcomic maybe, um, and then eventually print it eventually, but... Do you know what it's going to be about? Uh, I don't want to say just yet. I'm still throwing around a few different ideas, so I don't want to say something and then have it change. But. Okay, cool. Um, what are you What are you reading in terms of comics right now? As a fan, what are you, what are you digging? Uh, so I really liked the DC Rebirth uh, initiative. So that's been really great for getting a few great new titles for everyone. Uh, all kinds of different stuff. Uh, so I really liked uh, the Green Lanterns series because um, I'm a longtime Green Lanterns fan. Uh, and then... What is it about the Green Lantern for you? I think it's just more of the creative, I guess, where he can just do whatever comes to mind uh, to help solve a problem. Uh, so that's always interesting because, uh, again, I've, I'm creative myself a bit. Uh, so having a character which... Uh, uses creativity more than just straight muscles is very interesting and isn't one isn't like john stewart or somebody like an engineer yeah that too so that was also uh, a good appeal too um and then but also i do like sci-fi too so it's definitely a good mix for me that's awesome because yeah they're basically like space cops mm -hmm. so that's perfect um yeah so then you're collecting green lantern you like dc rebirth anything else 
Uh, definitely some great image series. Uh, I've really liked uh, Sex Criminals, Monstrous, uh, Motor Crush. Um, lots of different interesting things there. So definitely when I'm looking for something not superhero, I definitely always look to see what image is doing at the time. Nice. And now that you're deeper into Canadian independent comics, are you reading more Canadian independent comics? Like if, if I've never read a Canadian independent comic, what's some of the flavor that I could expect? And uh, what do you dig about Canadian comics? Um, so yeah, I've definitely been picking up a lot of books at shows and stuff. Uh, so what readers can find in Canadian books that they may not find in the mainstream publishing uh, is just more of there are Canadian heroes, so you can maybe more easily identify with them. Uh, but then there's also other stories as well. Um, a lot of them are a lot more personal, which is really great. Uh, people telling more of their experiences. Um, uh, I think there was one about someone's uh, mental illness. I think there was one about um, people's... Uh, hardships and stuff so yeah so like the whole um more personal stories that these creators are putting out there can definitely be something interesting that readers may not experience from other places nice so as the wiki grows and develops like what are your what are your business goals are you hoping to promote it more places um you know i mean being on the podcast i I hope that people contribute i hope that they they go to um the website um but uh, i want to know like what are your your goals for it um so i definitely just want to grow more of a community around it too as well i guess where creators are more incur- where creators will put up their own stuff as it comes out uh and then people can always just see what's new and exciting uh and then again because it's online uh creators can link to their store pages so then fans can also just have a straight link from the wiki page to where they can buy it online if they're selling it online. Uh, so I'm hoping that can also help out creators. Um, but yeah, in terms of the wiki itself, I just want to just catalog as much as possible, really. Have you gotten mentions from comic creators that are cataloged? Yeah, uh, definitely some of them have shared it once uh, Once I added their books. Uh, a lot of people retweet. So every time uh, I add a new book, I'll put it on our Twitter at CanComicsWiki. Uh, so then readers can just follow the Twitter and see what's new. They don't even have to go to the site first. Uh, and then a lot of times creators will retweet those ones, which is a great way for them to uh, help us out and sh- grow the wiki. That's awesome. Cool. Well, man, thanks so much for doing this. This has been this has been really amazing. And I hope that people will listen to this and grow to appreciate Canadian independent comics as much as you do mm-hmm. and as much as I do. Um, any final thoughts? What... Uh, what pops off to you? Where can people find you on social media? Uh, we have the the Twitter that you just gave, but uh, is there anything else that you that you want to mention in terms of people following you? And obviously, you should mention the website. Mm-hmm. So the website itself is a little long. Um, it's uh, CanadianComicBooks.Wikia.com, and then uh, our Twitter is at CanComicsWiki, C-A-N-C-O-M-I-C-S-W-I-K-I. And then I also just recently launched an Instagram with the same handle. Uh, so I'll be putting up some images of comics there as well. And then... Images of comics that are on the on the wiki? Yeah, so if I add new stuff or if someone announces a new book, maybe I'll put it on there, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so those are our main things. Uh, just the website and then Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, myself, my artist page is at ArtBKM on Instagram and Facebook. 
uh, if you want to check out my art. It's still still very student, but um, hopefully that'll improve in time as well. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you for ha- for coming in, and uh, I'm glad I could give some greater context to someone that's supporting our podcast. And I encourage all of you guys to check out the Canadian Independent Com- Independent Comics Wiki, and uh, please visit them. And if you're a creator, uh, don't be afraid to uh, to contribute. Yeah, thank you very much, Aaron, for having me. And we'll see you next time on Speech Bubble. Speech Bubble, the podcast that goes one-on-one with Toronto's comic book luminaries. See you next time. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by the Canadian Independent Comic Book Wiki, a website dedicated to cataloging every Canadian-made independent comic book. We wish to make information on all Canadian indie comics readily available for years to come. With over 300 entries so far, we are your source for discovering more indie comics from across Canada. Anyone could add information, so please consider contributing by adding a page for your favorite comic books. You can find the wiki at Canadian comic books wikia that's w-i-k-i-a dot com or at can comics wiki on twitter hey again fanboys and fangirls Aaron Broverman here thank you for listening to speech bubble on never sleeps network I wanted you to know that NSN features other amazing podcasts created right here in Toronto comedy and wrestling fans check out Casey Corbin's wrestling podcast talk and wrestling here on never sleeps thanks for listening <laughs>